thing I guess I'm most proud of in there. You know, the bikes were trying to just, they really wanted to put us out of business and just put us into bankruptcy. And we'd just sit there and beg them, like, give us some time and we'll pay you back. But we just, you know, let us work it out. And we just had to beg them to do that. We finally did. We paid them back every damn dime. And, uh, and then became just debt-free for seven years and stayed debt-free. And then finally woke up to the point like, ah, we're going to grow. we got to build some new stuff. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley trucking and the trucking industry, from business advice to safety updates to success stories, also to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, I'm Jerry McKellett, Director of Recruiting at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family Welcome to 2024. Uh, as we start out this new year, uh, I appreciate everybody letting us take a month off uh, in December and running some re-airs. It gave us a great opportunity to go get some good content uh, starting out this new year. We've got everything from OIDA to mental health experts to knowing how to build a, a towboat in-depth about that to the guys in Oklahoma. We're talking to Port 33. Just got a lot of good good content coming at you starting out this first of the year. And I appreciate, of course, you know, our subscribers, our listeners. We're getting, you know, we're like over 23,000, 24,000 subscribers on YouTube. So I appreciate everybody listening to that and commenting and subscribing. This episode starting us out this year, it's, I tell you, it was a great honor to go down to Rosedale, Mississippi. What we did is we went down there and talked to, uh, all the people at Jantran, and what a story this is! It's you know we got to sit down with the founder of Jantran, and him tell his story of how it got started from building towboats to running a successful towboat company now, and forty five years of business, and just what a great story that is! It uh, we talked to several people there that you're going to get to hear later on. But this first one is an episode with Joe Janice, the founder of Jantran, and I hope you enjoy it. Aero Truck Sales has been in business for over 60 years and a longtime partner of Oakley Trucking and the Oakley Podcast. Trey Visor and Keith Wilson do a great job at putting you in the right truck to fit your needs and our needs here at Oakley. They carry all makes and models to choose from with on-site financing through transport funding. So whether you're a seasoned owner-operator or a first-time buyer, be sure to contact Keith Wilson at Aero Truck Sales at 573-216-6047 and tell him you heard it on the Oakley Podcast. So, Mr. Joe, I started, Benny Weatherford hired me when I was 23 years old, and that was 29 years ago. Been there 29 years, he hired me. Wow. It was crazy. Um I thought I'd really done something, you know. He uh, he paid me twenty three thousand dollars, and as the first salary job I'd ever had. And I thought I come out of there, I was so happy. What were you doing? Dispatching. Okay. I was so happy, you know. I thought, man, look at that. He is crazy. Getting me a salary job. I've never known anything but hourly. Mm-hmm. Well, little did I know how many hours. <laughs> I was going to put in. Mm-hmm. I was going to have to put in. So 
That was how a, old is Benny now? Benny is seventy four, I think. Okay. How are you? Seventy two. I'll be next month. I'll be seventy three. He's right around the same age. Did you know him? You met him? Yeah, I met him. Talked to him on the phone three or four different times, and uh, I've only met him face to face. Well, twice I think. But, uh, one at the office one time, and maybe Justin's wedding or some shit like that. Oh, okay. You know, but, uh, Did you know Bruce pretty real? Pretty no, real? not real well. I'd called on him a couple times trying to sell him a towboat and this, that, and the other. I never got to halfway to first base even, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was some other young guy working in that barge deal there, and I'm trying to remember his name. That was kind of that I knew of better. I can't think of his name. I've been, I've been through that. It got me to draw up some plans, and I came in there and presented them to, to Bruce. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It, uh uh, he wasn't really excited about it at the time at all, whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if even at the time if they even had a harbor boat at the time. And uh, right, and uh, probably just uh, well, yeah, I, I, they did. They had that. Maybe they did because they job. Uh, you, but anyhow, I can't remember. Yeah, that was, that was a long time ago. But, uh, so you were trying to you, at that. When was that? Probably back in. Well, when did you start this company? Damn, my mind just went blank. 70s? Uh, 78. 78. 78, yeah. I graduated from college in 73 at Mississippi State. Did you? In marine engineering and naval architecture. And what made you get into that? Kind of interesting. And we grew up here playing around on the river all our lives. You know, had a cabin up but up the river up here and so we'd go play on the river and fish and water ski and we used to water ski on the river all the time everything and then of course we duck hunted out there too and, mm. and when i got over it i ended up at moorhead i went over there to play football but i ended up quitting and so i just stayed there and, and saw a stay there for my first year of college and they were recruiting for Engel Shipyard on the coast. They needed engineers. And I was in a pre-engineering program. And I said, that kind of sounds kind of interesting, you know. I mm. like, like the river and the boats. And then transferred back over here to Dell State sophomore year. And I got over there and, and then moved to finish getting my degree over there at Mississippi State. And then went to Greenville what outfit called Mississippi Marine, who's still there. And, uh, mm. The two guys that I work for are no longer there. So that you, you went to school to engineer, to build. Yeah, mm. and uh, they wanted to. I'd offer, you know, they would offer jobs like Newport News, Big Shipyard there, or Ingalls, uh, down on the coast, and uh, or Avondale. We, uh, anybody would hire us. Well, only a dozen of us in that program. And I told him off the bat, so I ain't going those big kind of places. We were, I went, went to interview him uh, just so to see what it was like. You know, a shift would let off and let let, let go 10,000 people. I said, man, <laughs> I ain't getting into this. Wow. You know, you know it, uh, that'd be the first shift. Second shift would be 8,000 people. And the third shift would be 5,000 people. You know, that kind of thing. 
no, I don't want to go there. I want to go back uh, and go back to work at towboat land in Greenville. And, uh, and I'd already been working there. Summer job is just to learn how to weld and do layout work and this, that, and the other. Mm. And, and they offered me a job. said, I'll, I'll be back as soon as I graduate. That's where I went. As soon as I graduated, the next day I was at Mississippi Marine working. And moved to Greenville. Stay down there and got a lot of good experience there. Uh, How long were you there? I was there until uh, from 73 to 1978 until I came up here, five and a half years. And what was going on then, this place was this little old uh, log, called log loader land in here, and it was a little, this little old lake here would just about dry up in the summertime. And of course, we'd duck on all through here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they started building, digging it out, building, building the port here, and I saw all that going on. And I, my older brother, was in a partnership over here in Cleveland with a real estate guy who had fairly deep pockets. And I got to talk to my older brother, said that you know daydreaming really. I said, "Well, it'd be nice to come up there and get in the ground floor and start a little boat building operation there." And one thing led to another. He mentioned that. His partner and uh, a couple of others. Next thing to know that we got a they got a group together and put an investment group together and uh, and we came up here and there's a picture out in the hall of it somewhere in the old little shack. It was down down the hill down there and uh, we started building the first towboat down there on speculation. It was a million dollar project. And because they all, five guys, a local over there, from their strength of their financial statements, were able to finance the deal. We started building that first boat. And I bet you were a little nervous. Well, uh, not really because I was just young enough and I was in and shit, I'd just go working hard enough that you really didn't have a chance to get too nervous there. Now, later on, by in 85, when we almost went broke, I, I got nervous <laughs> then. Like, me and Paul, we'd stay locked up in this office and pace the floor and, like, shit, we just make, got to make it another day, make another day. And, you know, and that's kind of how that went on for a while. I think we did. We finally worked our way out of it. I had one banker told me, said, man, you may, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Now, just hang in there, you know. <laughs> And I said, you could just be tough, hang in. And, uh, you know, we just, we came within that close. And, uh, and that wow. was the best experience we ever got. But anyhow, got that group together. We were building that first boat. And uh, the guy out of Vicksburg, who had been, been in the boat building in and out, another guy that I met down there was his partner. They came up there and said, you heard he was building boats up here. We want to look at them. And they looked around there for a while and said, I said, we, we might need a couple. And I sketched them up a little old design for a boat to run on the Yazoo River. And they wanted it pretty much just bare bones, you know. And uh, so before I finished the first one, I had a, we got a signed contract to build two more for them. And that's what really grieves the wheels there a little bit because we had, uh, had money down and progressive payments on those two boats. And I don't care. Who was getting the first boat? 
Oh, it, no, nobody. It was nope. just it was just there for. Well, we were trying to sell it. You know, we'd run <laughs> ads in the Waterways Journal, and he had people calling. You know, somebody said, "I'm coming to see it," and then he wouldn't show up and whatever. But I ended up selling it. I sold his other two little boats for the for the Yazoo River, and then uh, prior to finishing them, I did get because the other ones further along. I did sell it to an outfit out of Houston called Coastal Towing. I had built a boat for them when I was working at Mississippi Marina, mm-hmm. built a boat for them, and I had established that relationship. And I finally talked to them into them to buying that boat, and so we sold it and had a contract for the other two, and then we got a contract. At that point, you're just hoping now you got some people interested. Oh, yeah, we were going then. We had we had well over a hundred guys working here building boats there by that time. I think you know. Wow. It was pretty wide open and crazy. And we built a boat for Ingram. We built one for Old Man River out of Vicksburg. Ingram materials out of Nashville. And then shortly right after that, we got a contract with uh, Dixie Carriers and built three. Got a contract with three boats to build for them. And that carried us into about 81, 82-ish, somewhere like that. And they called up. We just we about halfway through the third boat said, What will it cost us to cancel that contract? So I gave him a number and said, Well, it's gonna cost we got we're too deep into it, you know, we'll just finish it up and tie it up down there. So we did that's when about the time the coming right off the end of uh, Jimmy Carter's grain embargo on Russia. Were you over there at Oakley at the time? I don't know if that would be seventy nine, seventy nine, eighty. And it it collapsed the towing industry. And, of course, there was an oil crunch about that time, too. You, you couldn't give away a towboat or a barge for a couple of years there. I mean, it was bad. And that was that, the same time you talking about you and Paul was pacing the floor? One yeah, that kind of that took us into about, you know, maybe 85s when, you know, for about that time frame for three or four years. It was pretty tough, you know, just trying to keep the doors open. And, and we were running. The, we built the first boat for ourselves in 81, and Mr. Tom is still out there running. We built a dry, first dry dock to go with that and built this building and uh, with this fab shop attached to it and this, that, and the other. We had visions of grandeur of, you know, building barges of boats all coming out of this building. And, and and like that lower building too, and whatever. By that time, everything had just stopped, you know. Mm. And, you, and we had we were operating boats by that time, maybe five or six, one one or two on the Arkansas, and a couple on the on the White, trying to make a go of it. What it is, the new construction just stopped. So we had to scramble to become towboat company operators. And I really didn't have it. Nobody had that background. I didn't have it. Paul didn't have it because Brother John didn't have it. But I'd hire, already hired him to be dispatcher, you know, and he was down there. and uh, Dispatching those boats up and down yeah, the river. And uh, talking to customers and, putting, you know, booking the barges and putting on them just like the boys do downstairs right now. 
uh, neither neither the thrill. We didn't, you know, I kind of knew how to main, build and maintain boats and this, that, and the other, and we'd learned a little bit about the operation of them through fleeting them here and there, but it was a learning experience. And uh, you look back on it, I'd probably been better off to go out and find me a, a real towboat operator guy like Jerry come in here and, you know, and help guide us into getting all that started. Uh, mm. That's pretty interesting. But we made it through it, thank goodness. And, uh, you know, the thing I guess I'm most proud of in there, you know, the banks were trying to just, they want, they really wanted to put us out of business and just put us into bankruptcy. And we'd just sit there and beg them, like, give us some time and we'll pay you back. But we just, you know, let us work it out. And we just had to beg them to do that. We finally did. We paid them back every damn dime. And, uh, uh, but that was a good day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then became just debt-free for several years. And we'd go buy a used towboat here, there, and yon, and uh, and stayed debt-free. And then finally woke up to the point like, oh, we're going to grow. we got to build some new stuff, you know. And uh, Paul and I talked about it and kicked it around. And uh, that's when we decided to build uh, that, the Miss Alex, that first 4,000 horsepower boat. And that, yeah, that's where I, I sketched it up right there. I drew it and on that table. right in, right there on that table. Uh, and, and seriously, I did most of it on the weekends. And uh, I had a girl down there help me download a bunch of Apple tunes. I listened to every, everything from rock and roll to classical music or whatever to try to keep me motivated and <laughs> keep going there and, and drinking coffee and, 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 and got it designed. and. And we built it down in the in the lower shed down there. So we got it built, and they were trying to decide what to do from there. And then Nichols in Greenville, who I was, I'd worked with Joe Nichols down there and his older brother, Mississippi Marine, when I was there in, in Greenville. And so I called Joe, and he was in between contracts, and we caught him just right. And he built, what, nine more bo- eight or nine more boats for us, and we let him build he was set up for it better. We had a, you know, we were we had made a dry dock crew repairing our own stuff, and right. We used to do a lot of work outside trying to survive, repairing barges, repairing other people's boats, mainly barge work, big damage barges. We do a lot of steel work, stuff like that. But that was real competitive. You'd bid on it, and but we did. We were trying anything to stay alive there. So we had one time we had a pretty decent. Side dry dock crew, and uh, we finally worked our way through all that. We, we just we don't solicit outside work now. We just do our, you know, try to. Talk. Of course, we got a big enough fleet of boats that's all we do to maintain that. Yeah, right. And we still have to sell a lot of it out to Greenville. Mm-hmm. Like you got a boat just got off just got off dock yesterday. Been down there at Greenville because right now we ain't gonna water get the yeah. dock down in the water, you know, and. And we do a lot of work down there, but we'll have to get a project on here and uh, have the dock plugged and we'll have to farm, you know, have an emergency. got to go down and change propellers and do something like that. Works better. But, uh, but we are building, uh, if you've been down on, you've gone there where we are building a boat. Yeah, now. we drove around it have yesterday. You to we're, no, we're, he's, we're going to. Okay. Yeah. We're fixing to yeah. spend a little time with him yeah. and show us that. And Yeah, and he's done, he's done a great job. He has, he really surprised me as far as his uh, technical expertise. He grew up here working in the fleet. His daddy's a fleet pilot, so he knew towboats. 
and and he went to Dell State for a little while, but I think he ended up coming back and graduating from. No, he went to Mississippi State and he graduated Dell State, but he 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 got a good head on him. He's got a buddy. He can do all the computer drafting and all that other stuff, which you see that I never learned. I just didn't push a pencil, you know. Right. Yeah. But uh, you have to. I'm assuming you taught him a lot of stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and he, uh, but he picked it up real fast. He's uh, he surprised me. Where he can make it, you got it on paper, and he can put it on the computer, and mm-hmm. he just use technology to help. And he, you know, and he don't really need much guidance from me at all. He got a little bit from the beginning, and but he's always surprised me just how how quick he picks stuff up, and uh, himself. So that's been a great help right there. Oakley Trucking is a 100% owner-operator company. We specialize in hopper bottom, end dump, and pneumatic trailers. We provide the trailer free of charge, and you provide the truck. We have a large customer base that reaches the whole United States as well as parts of Canada. Our owner-operators live anywhere from Texas to North Carolina to Pennsylvania to Wisconsin and everywhere in between, and we get them home weekends. We take it seriously when you join Oakley Trucking because we need you to be successful. Oakley offers great benefits and competitive mileage pay, so you know that when your wheels are turning, you're generating money no matter if you're loaded or empty. We understand that you want to make a good living and that you make our living. We only take on independent contractors, and to be honest with you, we are very particular on who we lease on. You must have a good driving record, good work history, and clean, dependable truck. So if you're interested in Oakley Trucking or just want some more information, you can go to oakleytrucking.com, listen to our weekly podcast, The Oakley Podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. What's this place? I mean, this is pretty impressive. I was telling me and Leslie were talking a while ago about how this is a kind of a niche industry that a lot of people in the general public don't think about. You know, you don't think about working in towboat working on towboats and that kind of stuff you you really don't you know and, and, and that goes back it's funny back from the beginning when we started here the general community across the other side of that levee had no idea what was going on back here probably a big percentage of them right now does not have any idea I'd what say you're right. on, but don't realize what we do and what happens here in this head now of course the port has grown a whole bunch. Uh, when I came here and opened up down uh, in that, and I lived in that little old shack that was down the hill down there for uh, two to three months while I was bringing in equipment and getting people started, and uh, I lived there. And we didn't even have a, uh, a gravel road coming in here. It uh, so the port wasn't here yet. No, they were digging. They were digging it out, pumping it out, and and. Uh, Several afternoons, I was down in that little old building down there and get through working for the day, and I'd fix me a drink and walk up on the hill when they were pumping this site full of sand. I was, you know, watching them pump the sand. Now they were digging out and digging the channel out and pumping it up here. All this stuff was pumped up up in here. And what was here at the time, they surveyed so still at the upper end was kind of the anchor industry that they brought in. That was the first thing. And then... Second thing, maybe it was a grain elevator. Sanders came in here, and then then the port dock next. I bet that you. I would think, thinking back, that excited you because now your your old brain's probably thinking opportunity, and you're in the right place. I mean that 
that's what's sticking out to me is you made a decision to get a place down here. Yeah, well, you know, the location and it, and it yeah, and the lo- and it worked out good. It worked out better than I ever thought I had. Uh, the old guy that was board director here, David Work, who did a hell of a job here too. He asked me, he said, "Do you ever think there'd be a big fleeting aspect here?" Well, at the time, it was all up at, at the mouth of the White River. And mm-hmm. everything, it was a big, called White River Fleet. Everything going in there was fleeted there. And the, the, the boy went up the Arkansas River or the White River. And, and, and honestly, I told him, I said, well, you know, all that stuff's going on up there. It's going to, you know, I don't know how quick it would ever happen down here. It might might be a slow process of this, that, and the other. Well, next thing I know, we head-to-head competition with them, you know. Yeah. And, and, his vision was a little bit better than mine. Of course, mine, I, we finally got around to it when we got built that first harbor boat and built a dry dock. Next thing, it led to fleeting barges here because the grain, they were loading grain here and one thing and the other, you know. And so it just, the, the fleet continued to grow. And then, and then we started moving barges out of here to the White River first. And then after that, to the Arkansas River. Mm. And, and we finally just put those other guys out of business. And, and uh, cause, you know, they'd have high water and low water problems and this, that, and the other. And here we're, you know, it, the infrastructure is better here. You know, it's, it's a, a developed port. And, uh, and mm. so we, we were able to take control of it. You know, it wasn't easy. It took over time. To, Get all that going, and we had a lot of competition on the Arkansas. There, times we'd have, oh, it'd be a operation out of White. Some of those guys would come down and try to start a fleet up there, and then we had uh, some uh, guys out of New Orleans and Kunash country come up and run, have two or three boats, they would then try to run them up there, and then this, that, and the other. And, Probably has been a good half a dozen serious runs at us to try to take over what we've been doing. And there's a couple outside boats moving up there right now. And, but, you know, I guess it's got to the point that the volume is there. And, you know, we generally, we got 10 boats up there, and we generally keep those 10 plus up there a few more sometimes if it gets busier. And then, and with having this location here to fleet, it's just about got to come into here and go there or come right. out of there and here, you know, just as you can see, like a trucking terminal, you know, yeah. just, you know, just get deal. Sometimes people that are up there now, they just come straight through, come out of New Orleans, going all the way through it and take it, and take it up to Arkansas. They bypass any interchange, but they can only move, you know, eight barges at a time or. 10 bars at a time like that, you know, so it really. Do you ever think it would, it would get this size that no, you are now? I guess I really didn't. I remember one, I remember thinking about me and Paul looking at it, I said, man, if we can do, we can do, you know, 700,000 repaired, 700,000 a month, and uh, towing and fleeting, you know, we'd be in high cot, you know, and uh, you know, that's a drop in the bucket to what we do right now, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, no, I didn't really think it would get to 
What's that, what's one of the things you would say that's why it got to this point? I mean, that's how it got to this point. What'd you do? You know, it took more than me. Obviously, it, I got to give Paul a tremendous amount of credit from the financial standpoint side of it. And Brother John, who's passed away, he was even down in dispatch, and he was really our frontline salesman, you know, face and voice of the Jan Tran for the whole time he's here, you know, yeah. talk, talking to the barge line. And me and him, when we started doing this, me and him would go to St. Louis and stay up there for a week and make the rounds and go see all these barge lines and tell them what we're getting ready to start doing and, you know, could, what we got to do to get some of your business and this, that, and the other. And, and that was interesting for a while, and that got to be work. It, uh, you know, <laughs> we go up there. And, so there was, it was, it was a lot of work and a lot of play involved yeah. in it, too, and that was a lot of fun. And, uh, but, but, yeah, that's what me and John would go up and make those rounds and uh, see everybody and uh, go out to eat and drink whiskey and go to the ball games, the hockey games, and whatever, you know, whatever it took, you know. Wine and dine them. Yeah, play, play just go in the play in their softball tournaments and you know, all that stuff was fun back in those days for, to, to a certain degree. But you don't have to do much of that anymore. I don't guess. Cause you know, we, you know, we, we don't, uh, and we probably should do more of it, but uh, you know, and definitely I don't Me and Paul don't, uh, Hunter has, we've, we've had him on the road a couple of different times up and down Arkansas river, different ports and, and he and Perry both have been up to some of his functions on the Saint in St. Louis and this, that, and the other right. now time to time. And, you know, and they'd probably like to get out more, but they, they, they so no, we, we don't have to, have to as much. Huh? Back in 2011, you got a you decided you were going to sell. Yeah, we'd been thinking about it for you know like that. We'd had offers, had people sniffing around and this, that, and the other. And I mean, at that point, I guess you'd been in business for since 78 yeah. mm-hmm. to 2011. So 30 so something years, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think we've been here 45 years. Oh, I don't know how to do the math again, I guess. And, uh, yeah, Leslie said, I think 45. Mm-hmm. Y'all just and, celebrated 45. And, uh, and the way that started, I, I guess it really came to a head is that. I was talking to a buddy of mine that had just sold his business and he had stumbled on to a venture capital group, investment banker group that could help you put the deals together and this, that, and the other. And we got to talking to them and said, well, hell, let's try it. Let's see what kind of interest we get. And so they... they Were y'all just going to retire? No. you know, we, we always, we told Oakley from the beginning we'd stay three years. And that's turned in, what, 11 or 12 now, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. And, uh, and the answer to that is that Oakley is such good people and so easy to, to work with that why not? You yeah. know, and once I got involved with Mona, I said, well, I was, uh, I like to say I'll stay until they take my couch away from me over there. You know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and 
I told Dennis that. <laughs> In fact, he called here one time, and I'm laying over on the couch, and when they hooked us up with that new intercom system over here, and it would just kind of come on like God was in the room, and, and uh, it, it wasn't didn't buzz or something. It was kind of funny, and, and I was laying over there, kind of halfway dozing, and he said, "Hello," he's coming through that phone. "Hello, you in there?" And I'm like, "Damn, who is it?" He says, "Dennis." I said, "Wait a minute." And I said, let me get up here. I'm over here on the couch, you know. And he's, he said, well, at least you're honest. <laughs> so I struggled up and got over here where I could talk to him. Uh, and we, you know, but no, that's the key ingredient to this is that Oakley has just has been good. If we had sold to anybody else, this place would have been downsized to half what it is. Yeah. And people like me and Paul and, and a few more, John would have been gone real, probably real quick, maybe because it, it, you know, and this would have probably just become a little satellite fleeting operation, hmm. as opposed to, you know, still doing repair, doing a little new construction, and we've been able to grow the business through Oakley's so support and investment in it and everything and new boats and hold, hold it along. But, uh, and and but, still going. Yeah, and still going. And, uh, you know, is there end to it? No, I hope there isn't. And, but, no, I think real quick I decided that Paul would talk about, you know, he said, I am, you know, I'm retiring. I said, no, you ain't neither. You stay in here. You got to cover my ass. <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, he was getting more red tape from the financial side at the time and uh, all I was doing having to bullshit with Dennis once a week <laughs> and right. tell him what's going on and what what how we're doing and this that, and the other and uh, it but no uh, it's Oakland's been just like like just factory made for the parent company that, that we needed you know yeah. and uh, it Brother John was wore out a little bit more because he had spent more. He'd get waking up, wake up calls at night from all the tow boats and all the crazy shit and stuff like that. Yeah. So he, he was ready to, he would take a little more time off. I don't know. But uh, unfortunately, then the, the cancer got him. But So no, you we, still coming in every day? Yeah. If I, ain't, if I ain't out duck hunting or if I'm, I got a farm in Nebraska, in fact, I'm overdue to go up there. I, I bought it's for duck hunting and goose hunting. Really? Yeah, it's up on the uh, North Platte River, right outside of Scotts Bluff. Nice. You know, it's on the other side, of, you know, and it's been fun. And, uh, and I bought me an airplane, so we. I was driving up there in the van for a while, and but now uh, uh, got a King Air, so we run back and forth in it, and uh, so that that makes life a little. Yeah, Same you know, we've been up there twice this year already. I'm overdue right now, but just kind of my schedule's been kind of messed up a little bit. Uh, I let my pilot chart it out for two or three. He's got back from the Bahamas in it. And uh, and then my wife's getting ready to leave to go to New York, so I got babysit the dogs <laughs> until she gets back next week. So then maybe I can make me head back out to Nebraska. And, uh, but no, I'm one thing I got, I, 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 I hear you hear every day. If I'm in town, I come here. This, yeah. And I'll, you know, 
this is more like home to me than home is, quite honestly. I'm more comfortable here than I am at home because I've been told that I'm not needed around there on a full-time basis. So, but, uh, and, but no, I just after 45 years, it, this is home, you know. And, it, you know, I guess there's an end to it. Some point, I kind of say now, my goal is 75 as long as I'm feeling good and percolating good and whatever. And so I'll take uh, I mean, it, another couple of years. You know, it seems like, I mean, you've made it. You've made it through the hard stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. and now it probably feels good to come sit here and enjoy some yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, not to say that it's still not challenging. We're still running sure. challenges, and it's, I think you probably see it from the trucking side. It's The challenges are personnel. It's, you know, everybody around here is getting older. You know, the next, you know, uh, Jeff is fighting it every day trying to keep people on the towboat. you got, you know, that's just that lifestyle. It's just hard to keep people out there, these, these younger generations out on it, and harder to keep people in this, you know, office that, that, that yeah. we need. Uh, but I guess we'll work that out. It, you, that's the same as anybody, you know. You, that's all you hear nowadays. It just, it's hard to find people that want to work, you know. And, yeah, that's part of the, I mean, talking to Leslie and Jeff here, I mean, that was what, they were a little more excited about getting something together to help recruit some yeah. younger mm-hmm. people into this business. And that's what me and Annabelle trying to well, you, help you, them with. And, when you made the comment, that, that that's how y'all use it over there on the truck. And I said, you know, that, so I've just been kind of, you know, ignorant to see, you know, see how you've been doing it. So uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it makes, you know, you know, makes sense. So you got to, you know, got, got to advertise, I guess. Yeah. Uh, tell your story, what's going on. You yeah. Know? Uh, and, and yeah, and you know conditions are better than, than they've ever have been out there, and, and just you know, the work around here is better, whatever. Than well, I was telling Leslie a while ago that we, you know, we really, me and Jeff and Leslie, kind of in the same situation. That I, like I'm in trucking, trying to find truck drivers and stuff. You know, the best thing we got is the product. We we got the company. It's, I mean, it's not like we're trying to sell somebody a bad life, mm-hmm. you know, they, we're, you're, we're selling a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm selling a, come be part of this trucking company. Cause I know you can succeed. You're selling, come be part of Jantran cause you know, they can, can succeed if they want. If it's here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be bad if it was. Wouldn't it be terrible if it was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was a bad company. We don't know what we're trying to get you to do. Yeah. We know we've done it. We watched it happen. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there ain't nothing to replace it. It's, yeah. it's You know, it's going to be here for, for X amount of time. I don't know what, whatever changed. Well, you know, that. Uh, I'll tell you, it's impressive. And we've talked about this with the other one. It's impressive of the people you have here and how long they've been here. Your employees. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was alluding to here, here a while ago, and I uh, didn't really work my way down the ladder far enough. I mentioned about my two brothers, but yeah, you know, we we pretty much raised Leslie. She came here straight out of college, just like 
when I went down, you know, and, you know, we all kind of envisioned her being running this whole show one of these days, you know, and, and she pretty much does right now, <laughs> you know, and that uh, I check where to ask her what's going on here, there, and on, on some of these, on the details, but no, we are, we've been lucky. And that's what I was alluding to earlier. We're getting ready to lose a, lose a few, you know, from Jerry being one, Perry being another, probably. Old boy, it was a dry lock foreman. Retired, I think, last year. He's the same age as me. And at, that was where Hayden has come in. And, of course, Bill, the Galler, have you met him? I don't think Ford so. engineer. Uh, 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 Tremendous guy, hard working, and his brother works as one of the assistant port engineer. You'd call him. They do all the boat maintenance and mechanics. You know, I think Bill's getting ready to retire in about a year, and got to have people to replace. Yeah, and I said you're gonna have to stay on call and be a consultant. He said I can handle that. You know, <laughs> I think he's bought him a camper and he wants to ramble around a little bit and see the country more. Well, that's that's understandable. Yeah. And, uh, hey, you got a good group of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it takes. It takes, you know, you got, you know, just from every, every angle of it. Uh, you got a great story here. Uh, mm-hmm. The great company. You ought to be proud. I mean, mm-hmm. really, just uh, just what little I've known about Chan Tran and, and, of course, they're part of Oakley. But, man, you just, oh, you guys are impressive. Very well, impressive. Thank you. You're doing a, you do a good job what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. And you sitting down with me and, and going over some of this, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it's something we can use, you can use, you know, for just helping people and knowing the history about Tantran. So, I mean, there's. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I appreciate you doing it. We'll get out of your hair. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add? No. Mm-hmm. I thank you. They'll, uh, I rambled enough of them. Thanks for listening to the Oakley Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate everybody down at Jantran. Y'all taking time to, you know, let us in your building, let us up in your business, and and record some stuff, and the story of Jantran, the hospitality you gave us down there was second to none, and we really appreciate y'all letting us do that. So, once again, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Oakley Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.